When's the last time you moved a mountain? Hello and welcome to Some Assembly Required, our podcast over here at Waynefleet BIC Church, where we discuss life through the lens of our Anabaptist roots. My name is Julie Adams. I'm your host today, and I'm joined by Pastor Pat Hand. Welcome, Pastor Pat. Hi, Julie, and hi, everybody. It's great to start the week with you. Yes, it is. We're glad to be here, and we are partway through February. We are. We're right right smack dab in the middle of Missions Month, and uh, you asked a very interesting question. Yeah. Well, this month, we are also um, coupling Missions Month with parables, um, which are Mm -hmm. one way Jesus taught. Um, I was doing some reading on different things, how Jesus would teach, like what styles he used, and um, some of them were he would use hyperbole, so he Mm -hmm. would make a like cut off your nose kind of a like a big statement he had a lot of um not a catchphrase but a memorable statement that Mm kind of stuck with everyone he used a lot of illustrations Mm -hmm. and experiences and he also was a great storyteller great storyteller and a lot of that was parables and a parable is a um kind of a story with a moral i guess you Mm -hmm. could say more like a biblical moral or a spiritual moral i guess would you describe it as that sure sure it's highlighting a spiritual truth yes yeah yeah that's a good way to yeah that's a good way to say it so this week we talked about mustard seeds yeah you you think what can you say about a mustard seed? So I can say this about a mustard seed. This is my favorite parable when Jesus really? talked. Yeah. So okay. when I was a child, I attended Welland BIC Church. And every Sunday, our pastor prayed for that mustard seed. And we used to chuckle because that's how it, as children, <laughs> signaled to us that church was over. Because he would go up and pray. Oh, okay. He would pray that we had the faith of a mustard seed this wow. week. All so right. And that sticks with me because that is my... <laughs> Yeah. Well, isn't it interesting what sticks with a kid? A very strong childhood memory. He even made bookmarks at one point that had a mustard seed on it. He was really smitten with that. Yeah. Yeah. He was an excellent, excellent preacher. But Mm -hmm. yeah. So this is my favorite parable. So I'm excited to... Was that Gord Gilmore? No, that was uh, Walter Kelly. Walter Kelly. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, it's interesting when when you talk about the mustard seed, it's... um, I mean, Jesus could have said something about a lot of different trees or plants, but you know, the mustard seed, it really is the smallest of the seeds. I mean, it's... Um, in Middle Eastern, is in that Middle you In yeah. the Middle East, in, in their uh, plants and things. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's uh, they're certainly not microscopic, but they're probably BB size. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, smaller than that, even. And even mm-hmm. smaller, right. And, and uh, it's interesting... When a uh, mustard seed falls to the ground, it almost begins to germinate right away. Hmm, That's interesting. It doesn't take much soil um, or moisture for it to germinate. Well, and in those climates, you wouldn't get much moisture and sometimes a lot of dry soil. It was Mm -hmm. very hardy, and it would go from a mustard seed to... um, a short tree that was, uh, well, not so short, could be as much as 15 feet tall, mm-hmm. you know, and provide a lot of shade and food for birds. Yeah. So it, it's, um, when you realize uh, what, what the mustard seed tree was capable of, then you, you begin to understand what Jesus was teaching about. Mm-hmm. And we're in the middle of Missions Month, and we've celebrated <clears throat> all the different things that that we do, but 
we we talk about like dollar a day. Mm-hmm. We have for those who are maybe outside of our church, uh, dollar a day is um, this really great outreach opportunity where folks give at least a dollar a day for missions, mm-hmm. and you get enough people giving a simple dollar, then it multiplies. It yeah. doesn't just add; it multiplies mm-hmm, for sure. And that's what Jesus is talking about. Um, it wasn't so much. Uh, he was looking for additions as much as the great multiplication that could come um, in the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. And so we we have local mission outreach. We partner with like o- Open Arms Mission and the Gleaners and and different um, different groups like that. We we have local outreach like Serve Weekend and Mom Care and mm-hmm. and those are important. We do international missions. Um, we do international missions where we have worked in Africa, where we have worked in uh, Nicaragua. We've sent mm-hmm. a lot of teams. Mm-hmm. Cuba, Haiti. Cuba, yeah. Haiti. Uh, we, we've really, um, for, for a church out in the middle of a cornfield, we've really <laughs> been able to be yeah. in different places, you know. And, and so it's interesting. Um, when you ask somebody, what is the most powerful tool needed for missions today? You know, somebody might say, well, money. You yeah. You have money, right? Yeah. Time, because it takes a long time. time. Travel, time off work. Yeah. Uh, or, oh, you got to have volunteers, you know, or, mm-hmm. or you have to have a passion for it. You know, all those are great. But really, if you think about it, what is needed for missions? Bottom line, I mean, it's it's the root of all that is that we've just named it would be faith, mm-hmm. mm. you know? Yeah. And so somebody would say, well, duh, Pat, you know, faith, <laughs> faith that God is real and that Jesus really died on the cross. Yeah. Well, okay, yes, but really a faith uh, that goes much further than that. It's, it's a faith that believes that God is still at work mm-hmm. and that God can multiply, not just add, but can multiply our efforts, Yeah. you know? And so that's really kind of what that that teaching is about. So in Matthew 13, Jesus is teaching and he says, um, the kingdom of heaven is like a grain of mustard seed that a man took and sowed in his field. It is the smallest of all seeds, but when it is grown, it is larger than all the garden plants and becomes a tree so that the birds of the air come and make nets, uh, nests in its branches. So what he was saying, he was talking about the kingdom of God. Now, the, ch- the church, the big C church, mm-hmm. is certainly a part of the kingdom of God. And right. I, I think that was the direct reference. It is he, He's talking about, um, I think he's talking about the church and its very humble beginnings. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you think about Christianity... It's only 2,000 years old. Yeah. And the reason I say only is because Judaism would be something like 5,000 years old. Right. But in, in 2,000 years, uh, seemingly out of nowhere, this, this peasant, itinerant teacher who traveled not very far, but just the Judean countryside, mm-hmm. um, he gathers 12 other peasants, people who are very simple, fishermen, a uh, tax collector, political zealots, doctor, a doctor mm-hmm. brings them together and boom, 
you, you've got yourself this inner circle. And, and so then Jesus, who often preached to large crowds, a lot of times he, he would concentrate on the 12 disciples and pour into them, or he mm -hmm. would concentrate on the one even more than the crowd. Um, and, and you think, well, how are you going to grow if you're just concentrating <laughs> on one person, right? Well, but, but like you said, if you grow one, one mustard mm -hmm. seed and you grow a tree, you would presume that that tree would yield more mm -hmm. mustard seeds. Oh. Not just one right. other mustard seed, but multiple. Which is, uh, you know, what he's teaching toward, yeah. you know. And, and, and then you think about Jesus' ministry before, um, before the cross, really toward the end of his teaching ministry, he was having people leave the, the movement. Mm -hmm. they, they just couldn't go with some of the stuff he was teaching. And then uh, as far as looking at it from the outside, you, you see this itinerant preacher who is put on a cross by Roman soldiers, and, well, that must be the end of that, you know? But as we well know, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. Um, he resurrected. Yes. And those discouraged, um, demoralized disciples uh, and believers were energized. Mm -hmm. Were absolutely energized. And forty days after the resurrection, uh, Pentecost happens, and three thousand mm -hmm. people come to know Christ. I mean, boom, it's just mushrooming now. Yeah. Two weeks later, 5,000 people. Yep. And within 500 years, uh, Christianity was the dominant religion in mm -hmm. that empire where once emperor worship had been, you the know, thing. The, yeah. the thing, right? It was no longer a thing, you know? So if you fast forward to 1900, this is fascinating. If you go fast forward to 1900, it was estimated to be somewhere around 600 million people who would identify as Christians in the world. Mm -hmm. By 2010, that number was 2.2 uh, billion. Wow. Yeah. And, and by, uh, it's estimated by 2030, which is eight years away, that it'll be somewhere around 2.9 billion people who identify as Christians. It's, it's the largest religion on planet Earth. Yeah. And it all began 2,000 years ago with this mustard seed of an itinerant peasant, mm -hmm. you know, who was born in a cave. That's phenomenal. It is. Yeah. And so that's what Jesus is teaching, this, this movement, this, this grain of a mustard seed has mushroomed into the, mm -hmm. into the largest religion on, on the earth. And um, this is a movement of one reaching one. Mm-hmm. And you'll notice in North America, Canada, United States, um, actually Christianity has kind of shrunk in yeah. numbers, particularly mainline denominations. But if you go to Africa and Latin America and Asia, it is mushrooming. Estimating right now, 10,000 believers a day are coming wow. to know Christ in China. So why... In China. Why do you think that's the... Um... Why do you think that's happening? Why is it decreasing here and increasing other places? Well, yeah, I think that's almost another podcast, but I, I th <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is okay with yeah. us, right? But I think uh, the short answer is I think that um, uh, North Americans don't need Jesus. Mm. You know, 
I, I think we, we live in this, um, we replaced it with other, we have replaced yeah. it with, um, culture, and, materialism. Mm -hmm. We've, we have, um, we have replaced it with, uh, ourselves. I was just going right? to say that too. Right? Yeah. We, we have, re we, we have replaced our need for Jesus, um, with, uh, pleasure and leisure and, um, we're comfortable. We got money yeah. in the bank and we're healthy and, you know, we, we just don't need him. He, he's, he's really there for emergencies. Yeah. You Rabbit know? foot Jesus. Rabbit foot mm -hmm. Jesus. Whereas in Latin America and Africa and Asia, uh, people people are realizing they need something bigger than themselves. Mm -hmm. They need something. They need something that only uh, a, a supernatural God could provide in their heart and life. And so people are coming to know Christ um, exponentially. Mm -hmm. One reaching one. One reaching one, and it's it's mushrooming. And I, I would say, I would say, shame on us. Yeah. You know, here in Canada and the United States, um, I think we need to come to the place of needing God again. Yeah. You know, and uh, it's funny after nine eleven, uh, the churches were full. Yeah. Temporarily. You know. Well, let's. Lucky. Uh... <laughs> you know, the in case of, of emergency? emergency break glass, yep. Jesus. You know. Yep. And and I think I think we uh, the short answer is. Um, we've got to help people realize that Jesus is um, provides something bigger than our life can provide for us. And mm -hmm. I think COVID is actually helping people to realize, yeah, I need something that's bigger than me. Mm -hmm. You know, absolutely, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that that may be just a, an amazing thing to see unfold in the days yeah. ahead. You know. Well, let's, uh, we hope and pray that that is the... <laughs> we do, we do. And, mm -hmm. and then Jesus gave the illustration of the mustard seed in Matthew 17, where, where he talks about the disciples tried to heal somebody who was um, not only sick, but they were um, uh, spiritually oppressed. Mm -hmm. And they couldn't do it. And so Jesus just walked up and rebuked uh, the demon that was in this little boy and... and um, and basically, they said, hey, how come we couldn't do that? And, and Jesus said, very simply, he said in Matthew 17, you don't have enough faith. I, I tell you the truth. If you had faith even as small as a mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, there's your hyperbole, yeah. you could say to this mountain, move from here uh, to there, and it would move. Nothing would be impossible. And I, I would say that... that um, as Jesus uses that illustration, when he, in this case, talks about our personal faith, mm -hmm. that uh, small faith pleases God. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we think that maybe only God can use us if we have this grand faith and, and, um, and that we never doubt and, you know, and that's not what Jesus is looking for. No. Right? And so I, I think it's impossible for us to um, move forward in our Christian life without developing this this faith in Jesus that he'll do what he says he'll do mm -hmm. or that he is still working in hearts and can do things that supernaturally that only he can do, yeah. you know? And um, so that's kind of where we find ourselves today. 
I, I think somebody says, well, what's the big secret to having faith? Uh, yeah, that is a good question. <laughs> it is, isn't it? And I, I think um, if we relate it to our physical life, uh, do, you, do you ever see um, uh, bodybuilders or uh, men and women bodybuilders? They, they have the sculpted arms. Oh, yeah. And, you know, washboard abs. Washboard and, yeah. abs, you know, and... Mm-hmm. and um, uh, the six pack, you know, yeah. and uh, where most of us have a twelve pack, yeah. and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so so um, so how have they done that? They, well, basically, it, it's been a muscle exercise. Mm-hmm. You know, they they haven't sat there and just said, "Well, I wish I had muscles." You yep. know, oh, look at his muscles. I'd like to have muscles like that. You should get some of those someday. I should yeah. get some of those someday. Mm-hmm. So what do they do? The good food, mm-hmm. exercise, a lot of work, the muscle exercise uh, that they do over and over and over. And it's the same way, I think, spiritually, mm-hmm. uh, having uh, good spiritual health and developing our faith is it, it is a spiritual exercise of those spiritual muscles. Mm-hmm. Over and over and over, and and then pretty soon, yeah. You know, there's a term called muscle memory. Yes, where our muscles um, know how to make the same movements over and over, and I th- I think we come to the place not that we're on autopilot, but we come to the place where our faith is a natural part of our life because we've exercised it. Where it's our knee jerk reaction. It's our. It's not a knee jerk reaction. Yeah, no. yeah. That's it, a good way to say. The... I like that. It's what you. Oh, oh! I see to. what you're saying. Absolutely. Yeah, that it's the. It's there. That's what you do first. That's yeah. the first thing that comes to that's your mind. That's the first thing that comes to your yeah. mind. Yeah, that's a great thought. And so I, I think, uh, exercising uh, spiritual muscle is something that we have to set to every day. So what do you mean by that? And how do we? So I often this is a conversation mm-hmm. too I had with because we pray before bed and. Sure. You know, I um, one of my daughters the other day said. Can you pray that it's a snow day tomorrow? <laughs> and I looked and I gave her the mom look and she said, I know, I know, God's not a genie. <laughs> Could you pray that God blesses us with a lot of snow? <laughs> I love it. That's and great. I thought, well, where does, you know, having faith and making a request yeah. and um, it being not, you know, turning Jesus into the genie in the Cosmic bottle. Cosmic genie, yeah. 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 How do concierge. You, where does faith and <laughs> how do you uh, sort that out? I think that is a great question. And I, I think that, uh, well, what's the motive, right? Mm. What's the motive for the prayer? Yeah. And so I, I think when we're genuinely praying on behalf of other people, when we're genuinely praying uh, about legitimate needs that have developed in our lives like for healing for sickness is that what you mean that's healing for sickness or praying for somebody to uh for their heart to be open to truth and to Mm -hmm. come to know christ um financial needs you know we all we all have those through the years at some point sometime and and so uh that's legitimate there's nothing wrong the bible says that we should pray about everything Mm -hmm. and that um and and not to be afraid to ask God, mm-hmm. you know, so th- that's a little different than being a cosmic genie. You know, yeah. God, you know, I'd like a pizza tonight, or hey, God, I'd like yeah. to have a snow day, or yeah. hey, God, you know. So I, I think it when we come to the source uh, of all power, when we come mm-hmm. to the strength, um, the Creator of the universe, when we come to 
the one who has loved us so much that he's given us this beautiful plan of salvation through his son, Jesus. I, I think when we come to him um, in our need, mm-hmm. believing that he's the one who can meet, it. Take, meet yeah. that need, I, I think that's a big difference. And I think sometimes that those uh, muscles, that spiritual muscle, we don't exercise it um, on behalf of our needs. We just, for whatever reason, we try to do it ourselves. Yeah. Can do. I'll, I'll just do it myself. Mm-hmm. And frankly, during COVID, if anything has shown us that we can't do it ourselves, <laughs> is doing life in these last two years, yes. right? Mm-hmm. So, so I think there's something to be said. Jesus teaching this mustard seed faith that mm-hmm. brings about big things that that spiritually speaking, it can move mountains, it can save people, it can change lives, it, it can change us, you know. I, I think that's an important place to be. And it's worked for 2,000 years. Yeah. It has worked. And worked well. And worked mm-hmm. well. And I, and I believe it will continue to. And so um, one of the ways that we exercise those spiritual muscles here is in the month that we're celebrating, that's missions. Mission Mm-hmm. And um, and the beauty of of the gospel, yeah, the beautiful gospel of Jesus. So, yeah, so uh, mustard seed faith kind of takes on a new meaning when we talk it through like this. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, awesome. Thank you, Pastor Pat. Um, we also want to remind you, if you join us in person, this month we are collecting non-perishable mm-hmm. items to go to Open Arms Mission. We have a bin in the front lobby. So if you join us in person and you have extra that you'd like to bring, we would um, certainly appreciate your donations. And so does Open Arms Mission. So we'd love for you to join us in person. And those who are uh, live streaming with us or seeing it on YouTube, you can bring these things by the church during mm-hmm. the week. Yep, we're open during office hours, so Mm -hmm. that would be great. Yep. Um, So thanks for joining us today. Any closing thoughts, Pat? You know, I I think that um, mustard seed faith is one place that all of us can begin at. Mm -hmm. And and I think that's a a grand thing when we as believers, Jesus is certainly honored by it. So mustard seed faith is nothing to be ashamed of. Awesome. Thank you very much. If you'd like to get in touch with Pastor Pat to um, talk about this or ask how you can grow your faith um, or have any questions, you can reach him at pat at waynefleetbic.com. I'd love to hear from you as well if you have any suggestions for po- or podcast ideas. And my email address is julie at waynefleetbic.com. So thank you for tuning in and we look forward to connecting with you again next week. Hey, everybody, have a great week, and uh, please know that you are loved. Take care.